Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to The Kitchen Table. We have been talking for five weeks about talking to our kids about the story of Jesus, the story of God's great love, His redemption, um, our desperate need for a Savior because of the sin that lives within us. This conversation of gospel and grace, we've been talking about how do we do it in all the different ages that our children are in. You know, in our home, we have children that are all the way down in the preschool years. We are finishing up our last K-4 child. Next year, he will step into kindergarten, and he is so proud to be going to kindergarten next year. And yet, on the other end of the spectrum, we also have kids not just launching into college, but now launching into life. This summer, one of our children, or one of our daughters is getting married, and we have a son who is finishing up and about to go ultimately, I think, into grad school. And so we are moving in lots of different stages. Actually, right now, if you break it down, I have a child in every stage we've talked about over the last month and a half. And so today, we are talking about conversations with our young adult kids. And just like last week with our teens, this is a space where moms get a little raw, where we feel like maybe we didn't do things the way we should have. We regret words we've said. We wonder if we should have done something different. And the enemy can kind of camp in that place with you and begin to wreak havoc in your thought life. So I want to encourage you again today. And if you did not hear last week's episode, I really talked about it, but I want you to take a minute and lay it down at Jesus feet and trust him, trust him with your child. He is way better at raising your baby and speaking into the life of your child and bringing your child to repentance through his kindness than you or I will ever be with a sermon, a lecture, or a perfect parenting moment. We just won't be. It just won't happen with us, but it absolutely always happens with Jesus. That's the plan. So, but today we're talking about our young adults. And this is a lot like teens. Um, You know, they're bursting forth with independence. They're moving away from us. And um, for some of our kids, becoming an adult happens in their teens because they step into the workforce immediately and they have to begin to learn these big things. And for some of ours, it's delayed because they kind of go to college and, hmm, you know, now we have three in college and I feel like I can be an expert and say those college years aren't, um, super realistic to life years for most college kids. It's a lot of fun mixed in with a little bit of work and drama. (laughs) 
So, but now we have this young adult and we want to understand them so that we can come alongside of them and walk with them in a powerful and an impacting way. And the young adult years, y'all, there are years too, but our young adults are stepping into massive decision-making. These are the years of making decisions that impact them for longer than a month. These are the years where they're beginning to make decisions about career, a degree. They are making decisions here about college or post-college work. Like, are you going to go on and get a master's or what else are you going to do? And where are you going to do that? These are the years of marriage decisions, relationship decisions. How are we going to live as adults? Are we going to live, um, and you know, how, how are we going to handle our relationships as adults? Cause now nobody is responsible for me at all. It's just me being responsible for me. Where are we going to live? Am I going to live close to, to my family, my family, my parents? Am I going to branch off? Am I going to be bold and take a job offer that's far away, but it's an awesome job offer. Like these are the years of the big decisions. And these are the years where they step outside of the college arena or outside of your family arena and they plant themselves down into community and into relationships, into whatever city they're being called to. And we want the goal for us in this phase of life with our kids is to have them always be having a vision forward. That's what we always want to be talking about with them of we want you to have a vision for your life where you are looking at it from a kingdom perspective and a spirit led perspective. But that means that we need to make faith based decisions. So if your child at this point in time is not saved, this becomes complicated, right? Because, so we're going to talk about this from two different perspectives. First, if your child's not saved, how do you have these conversations? What do you say? So if your child is not saved, then what we've been talking about in all the episodes before this is going to come to bear in this time, which means that in order to mature in a faith or to recognize the need for faith, What must happen is we must understand all the steps of maturity, who God is way back in those preschool and toddler toddler years. We are looking and praying fiercely for our child to experience God in their lives for themselves, to understand that there is no peace. There is nothing that will fill them, complete them, make them happy apart from Jesus Christ and a relationship with him. So these are the years where we are watching them seek out the world, trying to fill what we all know is that void inside that says, I desperately need something and I'm looking to fill it. I desperately need peace. I desperately want true joy and happiness and contentment. And so if we are unsaved or if we do not have a mature faith, we will seek out anything we can to fill that, to make us happy. We seek it out in relationships, in a career, in money, in prestige, in having a good name, in being successful. We seek out what only God can fill. 
And so for our children who do not know Jesus as their own right now, as their parents, what we are praying for is for opportunities where God breaks through, where God says, I am God and you need me, where the world doesn't pan out, where peace doesn't come. They get a great job and they're still restless. They continually are desperate and they don't know the source of what they need. And for you and for me, it is not then to meet them with a lecture. It is to meet them with a gentle pivot back to with Socratic questions like we talked about last week. Back to the questions that say, where do you see God in this? Does God fit into your life and how? And help them begin to see the places because our God is a pursuing God and he is a relationship driven God that praise the Lord. He wants to have a relationship with us and he is pursuing your child. But then when they begin to see who God is in that work and, and for whatever is going on and then it's always the who and the what, right? It's always then speaking into that gospel space of what is offered for you and what do you need and why the peace of this world is an ineffective and non-filling peace. And, and then moving into not just the who and not just the what, but then the why, your identity. Your identity needs to change because of Jesus. And it's, so it's this, with the unsaved child who is an adult, it is a gentle conversation and fierce prayer. But we bring it back to the very beginning that we talked about in the preschooler and toddler years, the elementary years, and the tween years. Because it really is not going to work to demand your young adult child make decisions about what God would want for their life if they do not have a relationship with God and the Spirit does not live within them. They don't care. They don't. It's not motivating. But when the spirit begins to move and work and when they understand that Jesus died for them, that his, his love is for them, just like with you and me, the natural reaction to understanding what God has done is a desire to be with him and to follow him. And so now with our children who are saved, who are growing in their faith walk, even if they're immature in it, even if they really don't even have solid footing in who they are in Christ and you're not sure that they're making wise decisions, that's okay, right? Because we're cycling back through these conversations. We're never forgetting the who. We're never forgetting the what. We're never forgetting the why. And we're never forgetting what we talked about last week of being wise in the word. We're not forgetting these things in our conversations. We're gently leading our children cyclically through these things with always the goal in mind being, I want to paint for them what it means to have a spirit-led perspective, a kingdom agenda for my life, to say, where is God leading me that I might live for him? And so the method we use is we use faith-based decision-making. We are going to have conversations with them that are led out with what does it say in the Bible? What do you think would be wise for you? Just like we talked about with our teens. 
And then we are engaging with them in a way that helps deepen their faith by letting them see that vision leads to kingdom living, which leads to wise decision making, which leads back through to added vision. And again, what the conversation always wants to focus on is have you sought God's plan? Have you sought out the Lord? And we are engaging with them and not giving them answers, but encouraging them and pushing them to pursue the Spirit's leading. You see, way back, we talked about this in the tweens, that we want them to understand who they are in Jesus, what God has done for them. That's the gospel that was, that was in those elementary years bleeds then into understanding God's perspective of them and defines who they are. Right? So now what we've done in those years is we were trying to cultivate the beginning of hearing the wisdom of God speaking to them and discerning the Holy Spirit's voice, his leadings, his promptings, understanding what the word says in our teen years, understanding these things and strengthening these muscles of wisdom so that when we begin to engage as young adults, we have learned better to understand when we feel the promptings of the Holy Spirit versus the desires of our flesh. And we've had those conversations and then we've had the conversations all the way from the elementary years that said, I think this is your, these are some of your sin tendencies. This is why you need Jesus is because on your own, you are prideful and you're going to, you seek accolades or you seek, um, you know, that we have our personalities in our home that will seek just the accolades of man, like everybody's saying how great they are. And so they're going to pursue that. And so for that child who is now trying to make huge life decisions, we want their decisions to be apart from what people tell them would be the best thing for them. We want their decisions to be based on what God says will be the best thing, not the places where maybe they would get the biggest amount of praise. And then we have other children who really struggle with fear and they just desperately want to feel secure. And so they may be tempted in um, even in relationships or in job offerings or in moving to a different city, those things feel could feel very scary for them and feel very make them feel very insecure. But we want them to make decisions based on where God is leading them, not based on a sin tendency that they have that says, "Well, I just want to feel secure, so I'm just going to stay right here, and I'm just going to control my environment." right? Because we really want to raise warriors in the faith who say, no, I want to do what God wants me to do. Even if it feels, if, even if it feels scary, even if it feels hard, even if I'm uncertain how it's going to end, but I know God is leading me in. We want to speak into that and we want to equip our kids to make spirit led decisions. We want to drive them towards a dependence on the spirit's promptings on what the word says for wisdom and on what they know in their prayer life. And we want to begin to speak to the fact that we trust their decision making. 
that's a hard one when you have young adult kids and and you see them making some decisions and you're like, oh, I'm not sure that's how I would do it. And yet, these are the questions that we ask. What is God telling you? Where do you see wisdom about this in the word? How do you think this will play in to you walking with Jesus in, in a way that is promoting his kingdom? Right? How do you see this promoting Jesus for your world, what you want to do? So those are three main questions. When you've been praying about this, how is God leading? What do you see anchored in the word about this? What is the wisdom in the word? What do you see the word saying? And then finally, when you take a look at who you are, your sin tendencies, your giftings, how does this decision, how will this help the kingdom of God and you walking forward into it? Okay, because all of our lives are designed for ministry purposes, not just work purposes, not just even marriage purposes or relationship purposes, or they are designed for kingdom purpose. And that's the picture we've been painting with our kids all along. And that's what we want them to see and understand. So that becomes then this conversation. And then we say, we trust you. We can have these conversations. We can have, we can ask really good open-ended questions. And then as the parent with a young adult child, we need to speak into the place and say, we trust you with your decisions because this is the phase of decision-making and the only way they can grow those muscles of wise and discern, discerning decision-making with spirit-led promptings is if we let them if we let them try, if we let them hear and pray and seek, and yes, sometimes they may, they may mess up. And sometimes it just may not turn out well anyway, because God's got a bigger plan in place. He's got an agenda that would blow our minds if we saw it and it's, and it's the, the fullness of it. And so sometimes as parents, we want to limit and we need to trust the decision-making of our children and allow them to walk a walk of faith with God. Finally, in these young adult years, so we have taken a look at every one of these sections. We've said being a student of our child. And so in these young adult years, you have been a student of your child for 20 years. And you know the places that they're frail, you know their insecurities, you know the places that they struggle the most, and you also know their giftings. And in these young adult years, the most powerful thing we can do is continue to hold their heart with an open hand. You know, there was an episode I did several episodes back, and it was called How to Hold the Heart of Your Child. How to walk with them in such a way that you always have an open relationship with them. And in these young adult years, which are going to last now for the rest, this is it. This is, this is the space that is the richest, the most full of relationship is in these years when our kids 
are becoming their own people. And we want to hold their heart with an open hand that says, I see you. I see the good. I see the stuff God's working on. And I am going to keep encouraging you to allow Jesus to work on you in the places that are weak. And I believe in the giftings that you possess. And I am praying fiercely for you. And I will be praying for you until the day I die. And I am behind you a thousand percent. Because when we speak those words of blessing over our children and speak into them, I know the Spirit of God is speaking to you. I have seen it. And we can even, these are the years where we begin to say, I saw when you begin to change and to grow and to mature in your faith. And we speak those words of blessing over our children. It actually further plants their feet in the solid ground of the gospel. This is the conversation in this stage. It is the empowering conversation that says, I see you, I see God at work, and I know you can listen to him. I know you can make good decisions. I hope that this series is beginning to give you a little glimpse of what it means to walk with your child in a way that speaks the beauty of God's love to them, that encourages them and that leads them in the way they should go. Again, I have a little free download called Conversations About Jesus in Different Ages and Stages. It just kind of delineates this out for you so that you didn't have to take notes any of these times, and you can get it in the show notes. You can find it on my website. It is there for you to have and to enjoy and to use, and I would love to answer any of your questions. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.